Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on whatever you're watching. Thank you for tuning in to episode 112 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jonah Wooten, joined by the man, the myth, the MFM legend. <laughs> Breezy, he's back in the house. Back night, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. And when you see us to the two-man power trip, you know it's for one reason only. We're here to talk about some wrestling, some good old-fashioned wrestling. It's our third wrestling episode. I don't know where Greg is, man. Greg, he's just, he's just busy. He was here on the first one, but I guess he's a little busy right now. So, you know, hopefully he can join us in the future. But right now, it's the two-man power trip. Me and Chris talking some WWE Night of Champions, talking about Roman Reigns and you know, the whole ending to that pay-per-view with Jimmy Uso, his cousin, kicking him square in the face, not once, but twice. Insanity. Also, Chris, it's, it's time to start to learn, uh, or relearn the words of cult of personality, my boy. CM Punk is back. He is on his way back to AEW television in the near future. And also, we're going to talk about the best matches of this past weekend, because not only Night of Champions occurred, but we also had NXT Battleground, and we had AEW's Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Also, just a reminder that tonight is Game 1 of the NBA Finals. We have our predictions for you. Heat, number one seed, Nuggets, eighth seeded Heat, for the NBA Championship, Episode 111. Please go check that out whenever you can. We're also talking about the Sixers. Hiring Nick Nurse, for me personally, it's the right move to make, but I just don't care. I just personally don't care about the Sixers <laughs> right now. But it was the right, it was the right move to make. All right, it's the best head coach they could have gotten, and also Jalen Brown and his future with the Boston Celtics. Should he get the super max and you know all that jazz going up there in Boston? That's their problem. Me, personally, I don't know if I would do it. There's only, like, a handful of guys in the league who deserve a Supermax contract. I don't think Jalen Brown is one of them, as good as he is. But, nevertheless, please go check out episode 111. And, as always, like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell for whenever we upload. So, Chris, Night of Champions. Yes, I want to talk about Roman Reigns and, you know, bloodline fracturing and, you know, the main event. But... To start the show, as I predicted it would, unfortunately, the World Heavyweight Championship match, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, they made the right move. Seth Rollins is the new. And, correction, they're not um, continuing the lineage of the old World Heavyweight Championship. This is a brand new World Heavyweight Championship. It looks like big gold, but it is not big gold. It is its own separate thing. So, the first inaugural New World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins. How do you feel about that? How how long do you think this first title reign is going to go for Seth? And who should challenge him first for the championship? Man, you're right. They made the right move, man. It's great to finally have you know a fighting champion that's going to be at all the pay per views moving forward for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future. And um, on TV, every I. Th- Yes, that too, which is also great. But but think about it, it's summertime, so we're going to throw them around a little bit more. At least until after SummerSlam. Then he's going to go back on like a three-month three, three month break until Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 
We got a champion now. Um, yes. I think when it comes to, well, first, before I even say that, let's just talk about the match. The match, yes. even though I was not a fan of it starting off, kicking off the show, it was a very good match. I'm not going to, I think not a champions as a whole didn't really have any great matches, but there were a lot of solid matches. And definitely Seth versus AJ Styles was a solid match. Could it have been better? Absolutely. But was it terrible? Absolutely, absolutely not. It was not terrible. Um, I think when it comes to just finding out people who should try to throw Seth, I feel like easily his first challenger should be Finn Balor. I mean, you got to look at the history that him and Finn Balor already had. They were, they were the two that competed at SummerSlam in 2016 for the Universal title to become the inaugural champion. That Finn Balor won, and he had to relinquish his title the next night because he separated his shoulder. Uh, look at the World Heavyweight title picture itself, the tournament. They met each other in the semifinals, and Seth won. So at this point, the way I look at it now, when it comes to just championship matches or championship caliber matches, they're one-on-one. Why not have a deciding factor in a World Heavyweight title match? Finn Balor has done enough to earn himself another title match, and, I mean, there are definitely some people out there, including myself, that would love to see Finn have another World title run. Now, will he beat Seth? Probably not now. Maybe down the line. They could think about giving Finn Balor another title run. I hope he gets one, but I feel like he's already feuding with the Judgment Day. They already had an tag team match last Monday. Um, AJ Styles isn't going to stick around, so obviously he can go back to a SmackDown. So why not just continue the feud that he's having with Judgment Day? And that way you can build up the character. You can build up the characters like a Damian Priest and Dom. And Dom, I feel like it, I feel like he could have that. He could have fights with all of them. And I feel like yeah. the first person he's have he's, that should compete for his title should be Finn Balor, Money in the Bank. I think it'd be a spectacular match. I'm excited for it. I feel like I I agree with that opponent. Like, that should be a, a definite match this summer. But I feel like they're going to hold that until SummerSlam just because, you know, that universe, that first Universal Championship match was at SummerSlam. So I feel like for sentimental reasons, they'll probably wait until SummerSlam and maybe AJ Styles, they run it back one more time at Money in the Bank. For a rematch. Because, I mean, yeah, he he came out to Monday Night. Of course, you know, the, the draft means absolutely nothing. Because, of course, it doesn't. He, he comes right out on Monday Night Raw as a SmackDown superstar. And, you know, yeah, he shakes his hand and all that good stuff. But I feel like they wouldn't have done that. And they had him, you know, go up against Judgment Day in a tag team match. I don't feel like they would have done that unless they had plans to maybe run it back one more time. Because, like, if, if they're not running it back one more time, then AJ Styles had no business being on Monday Night Raw. Like, <laughs> he, we didn't need you to come out just to say, uh, you know, good match, congratulations, all that. So I feel like they should run that back. And, you know, before United Champions, the last time they had a pay-per-view match was at a Money in the Bank show. So it was only fitting that they run it back at another Money in the Bank show. And then Finn Balor, you know, gets his one-on-one match at SummerSlam. Now, as far as... How long this reign is gonna go? I have no idea, and I really don't have an opinion on how long it should go. Like, I don't think he's gonna hold this for a year. I don't think he he'll make it to WrestleMania. He could, he could drop it in the fall and then win it back at you know the Royal Rumble. You know, maybe you know pad his stats a little bit, and then he drops it to Gunther at WrestleMania. I feel like Gunther needs to win a world title. WrestleMania next year. I don't know which one it is because there are, you know, some, you know, rumors swirling around that he might face Roman. He might. 
But then again, it could be it could be you know Cody running the back. <laughs> they might run it back with Cody. So I mean, if they do run it back with Cody, then he he needs to face Seth, which would be an amazing match. And again, WrestleMania is in Philly, so like me personally, I would just we need the best matches. We need the best possible World Championship matches. And Gunther, right now, is Intercontinental Champion. He's going to end up being the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion by the time he loses the belt, as he should be. And he's only got about 90-something days left. So it'll be the fall. It'll be like around the end of summer, beginning of fall, when he breaks the record. He can drop that title, you know, around November, December. Goes and wins the Rumble. Challenges for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's just how I see it. But um, Seth, I mean, we're going to see. We're going to have a world champion on television every week. Love to see it. But um, let's move on. That's, that was the beginning of the night on Saturday, Night of Champions. That was the first match on the card. Let's talk about this main event. Tag team, undisputed tag team championship match between Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, defending the titles against the Bloodline, Solo Sokoa, and the universal, undisputed universal champion Roman Reigns. And the Usos, we knew they were going to get involved somehow because they just, they had to get involved. They had to. Man, that, 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 those, like, the match was kind of, you know, the match was, I'm not going to say forgettable, but we, we knew this is all about the storyline here. This is about the story. The match was good. You know, it served its purpose, but this is all about the story. This is all about just continuing the bloodline story. Also, Shout out to Sami Zayn, because this is kind of about him getting his, you know, well-received, well-deserved praise in Saudi Arabia. His first time, and Kevin Owens' first time wrestling over there. And him speaking Arabic, you know, to announce himself and Kevin Owens, that was amazing. Dude was white hot. He was, he could, like, he, he could kill a guy and he'll still be over. Like, there's nothing he could have done. You know, to get, you know, that Saudi Arabia crowd on his bad side. So, hey, let's talk about the, the, those final 10 minutes. I, I just want to just just take it away. Like, how, how do you feel about Listen. that? Man? That was cinema. Uh, cinema at its finest. And, and just to put, just to piggyback off of a comment you said, we all yeah. knew that they put this in the event just for storyline purposes only. And yes. I feel like even dating back to, honestly, for me, WrestleMania in Dallas when Roman faced Brock for the Universal title um, for, to combine the titles, um, I feel like ever since then, even though that Roman and the Usos, the entire bloodline, have had fantastic matches, good, some good matches, some okay matches, some great matches, you always know that the purpose of watching them is because you want to see the story. You want to see how the story is being told. You want to see the story unfold. And definitely dating back to the Royal Rumble, you could tell that, you know, that there was some cracks in the armor of the bloodline. They weren't really going the same. I said the Royal Rumble. I meant WrestleMania. You could tell it was going the same. You could tell where the story was going. And at that point in time, I'm really just focusing on matches to see what happens afterwards, to see whether, how the story is being written. And the thing that I appreciate about Triple H is just his ability to know how to lengthen storylines stuff. I know he likes to sh- like to stretch the the I don't know the climax of it. He likes to really extend the storyline longer than 
it sometimes is normally. Um, and I, and what honestly, what this reminds me of a little bit, just just a little bit. What this reminds me of is almost like evolution. You know how evolution, how two storylines kind of went to play, and how they took a while for it to build up. For example, we can look yeah. at Randy Orton, and we know how Randy Orton slowly, once once he hit backlash in 2004, had the match with Mick Foley. You already knew he was set to become a world heavyweight champion someday. Now, obviously, looking at it now, he was not ready to be a world heavyweight champion at the time when he beat no. whose name we will not say. And we will not say his name at SummerSlam, but you can tell that's where he's on his way too. And then they built the storyline of him going against Evolution. Now, my favorite storyline, we talked about this last episode when it came to this, was Batista and Triple H and how, you know, Triple H had to talk to Vince McMahon about just saying, like, you have to wait, let this let this cook, let it slow it down. Just slowly build up to the fact so when he actually punches me in the face, you'll get a really big reaction out of it. And we could tell for weeks that it was a slow build-up because we knew that Jimmy Uso was going to go wrong sooner or later. You could tell in his mannerism. You could tell the way Rome was treating him and his brother. All the signs are pointing to it. And personally for me, I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know when, though. So let's get to the match. Now let's talk about after the match. But Uso was interfered. Just like you said, nobody was surprised that that was going to happen. We knew they were going to somehow make the trip to Saudi Arabia and get involved in the match. Of course. They had to, they had to redeem themselves for losing to WrestleMania. And the second they kicked Solo, that's when the movie started. When they kicked Solo? Little brother, man. Double super kick. Right. Roman saw the whole thing. His face was priceless. Thing. He was outside of the ring. That. That's another thing I appreciate about Roman ever since this tribal chief persona has started. His facial expressions and emotions, he he knows it, he knows what to do. Like remember in Hell in the Cell when he fought Jay Uso and he was literally made himself cry before crocodile he, tears. Before, man. Yes, crocodile tears before he choked out Jimmy Uso to win the match. Like Roman knows how to. Roman knows how to express himself, and it's always fun. He really fits into this character. It's been beautiful to see for the past three years, honestly. So, yes, you talk about the emotions that Roman showed, and then we get into the ring to Uso again, trying to play peacemaker like he's always been doing. And, you know, when Roman said this, ain't no day one no more, I was like, wow. Pushing him in the face. It kind of hurt to hear him say that. Like, it did, but you knew, but we knew it was coming though. We of knew course, eventually yeah. it was gonna come. We knew, and when he turned around and got super kicked, ah. oh man, the look in Jimmy Uso's face—that re- that react that face right there that he made is a meme. The just the stare he made at Roman, because you could tell he was sick of it. And this goes back to when Jimmy Uso first came back, and what was that shirt he wore? We gonna we gonna say it on this show. That shirt he wore. That oh yes, came ain't back, nobody's, nobody's bitch. bitch. Nobody's nobody's bitch. bitch. Nobody's bitch. And he showed it once again that he's nobody's bitch. He kicked Roman. He kicked Roman Reigns. Jay Uso tried to plead with him not to do that. You saw Paul Paul Heyman, the wise man in the background, also plead with him not to do that. And then Jimmy grabbed Jay and said, "I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago." The same thing that Sammy said to him after he put the chair in his back. The same thing Sammy said to him after he put the chair in his back. And then he kicked it again. And Roman's face after that match was solo got pinned. 
It is the the fine art, like the, the little dialogue. Like I'm doing line. what you have done a long time ago. Like, that says yes. a lot. Because Jimmy and, and, and like Jimmy, he came in and you know he kind he like he was skeptical of the whole thing, like the whole just yeah. like I, I ain't nobody's bitch. Like you're not gonna tell me what to do, yada yada. But it's like, look, they were the undisputed tag team champions for 600 days. Roman was the undisputed universal champion. Everything was cool. They were winning their matches. Yep. They were hanging on. They yep. had all the gold. And Jimmy was just like, all right, cool. I'm going to just roll with it. Then Sammy got involved. And it's like, all right, we just won. Kind of big, happy family. Sammy's kind of the mm-hmm. outcast. But, you know, you know, Jimmy was cool. Like, he was he was the laid back one this whole time. Yes, he was. He was the chill one. Like, Solo was the, you know, mean mug and forcer guy. Jay, he was kind of just like the paranoid. He was always confused. Always conflicted. He's always, always, always conflicted. conflicted. Always emotional. Jimmy was the cool-headed, chill one. Like he he opened he 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 brought in Samuel open arms. He was like he was dapping yeah. him up. They had the old handshake, like <laughs> you know, like so. That's what makes it so beautiful because it's like you don't expect this out of Jimmy. You expect this out of Jay. Jay now it's like Jay is the one who's kind of falling in line. Now it's like Jimmy. Who's kind of taking over for Jay as the paranoid, emotional one, and it's like, man, there's so many layers to the story. Now it's like, and it's still, you still have yes. Solo. Solo's the X factor to this whole thing. He's the wild card. It's like, what is mm-hmm. he gonna do? Because he got right. double super kick. He's gonna be. He's gonna feel some type of way. You already know Roman's gonna go just berserk. He's gonna go just. I just can't wait for Friday. I can't wait for that promo. Oh man. It's like there's so many ways Bro. he can go with this too. Like money in the bank. Roman is confirmed yes. for money in the bank. He will be there, so he's going to defend that championship. But against who? Like, will he defend it against Jimmy? He just might. Could that match work? I feel like it could. The matches with Jay worked. You know, they are twins, but of course they're not the same person. So I don't know how those matches are going to work. But it's like, man, where do you see this going? Headed into Money in the Bank, headed into SummerSlam. And of course, that London crowd is going to be red hot. It's going to be red hot for whatever they decide to do, whatever match they yes. decide to do. Could he defend it against an outsider, maybe? And I feel like the, the match has to be Jimmy, but that's not guaranteed. Okay. So I, I think of this in two different scenarios. So the first scenario is I agree with you that. I don't know how it's going to play out, but at this point in time, the way the story is going, he has to fight Jimmy Uso with Money in the Bank. Eh, that has to be the match. Yeah, yeah. Let Jimmy Uso get his shot. We all know he's going to lose, but let him get right. his shot. Let him get his little bit of revenge before Roman, you know, Roman spares him two, three times. The two ways I see this playing out is on Friday night during that promo, Roman's going to get upset. He might question Jay about something. He might question Jay about what's going on with his brothers. Get up, give, basically give, get in Jay's face. Jimmy's not going to like that. So Jimmy's going to intervene. And Solo turns on Jimmy for what he did at uh, Clash at um, Night of the Champions. Or, my second way of thinking about this, the same stuff still happens, but no altercation, no physical contact happens. They build the, they build the matchup for Roman versus Jimmy to Money in the Bank. And that's when Solo strikes back. Solo costs Jimmy the title? I feel like he does, because remember, 
And remember, Sammy over the past month has been giving Jay, mainly Jay Uso, but the Usos, like telling them, like, you see how Solo looks at you guys? He looks at you like he's ready to Simone spike you. We see the scenes with him and Paul Heyman in the background. Paul Heyman always on the phone, on the phone with Roman, tell him, and then Roman always telling him, it's time. Solo, go fix the problem. We see it happen all the time. Remember the promo right before, the week before the rematch for the team uh, the titles? When Paul Heyman was basically saying that the tribal chief is getting fed up with the two of you. Who did he patience. look at? He didn't look at KO and Sammy. He looked at the Usos. And who was in the ring next to him? Solo Sokoa. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, Solo has to, Solo's going to have to be the reason. Solo's going to strike back. The question is when and where. But it's going to happen. And when Solo strikes back, I think that's when Jay's going to come to a census. Is 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 the brothers over everything, bro? Even over little brothers. Casello's their little brother, but Jimmy is his twin. They are like literally almost like to a scientific sense the same person. Yeah. So it's like even over little bro, like like Solo's their brother, but Jimmy's the twin. So like, could there be a tag team match? Would you be interested in seeing a tag team match, or do you want to see a one on one championship match? So I feel like uh, Roman, he has to defend that those titles sooner or later, right? Yes, absolutely. He better not go this whole summer without defending that title. Money in the Bank and, and SummerSlam coming up, he defended yeah. it. I would. I don't. I don't think I want to see a tag team match with the Usos against Roman and Solo. Like I feel like that. I feel like even with that, we already know the outcome of the match. And then again, you yeah. kind of just gotta look at the X factors. The X factors will be Jay and Solo, and those are the X factors right now because you don't know where their head is at. Jay Uso mm-hmm. is obviously conflicted, and Solo has a mind of his own. So we know we never know what he's gonna do. We never know. So I feel like at this point, the right the right call is Roman versus Jimmy. Let it play out. Figure out when and where Solo's going to attack, and figure when figure out when and where Jay is eventually gonna come to his senses and stop being brainwashed like he's been for literally the past three years. And when you got you you got you didn't money at this point. All right, I hear you. I hear, it's kind of ironic. You're wearing a. It's, I know it's Roman Catholic. That's where we went to high school. It's just ironic because <laughs> I just see Roman at the top, and we talking about Roman Reigns and and the bloodline. Look, man, there's there's so many ways they can go with this. And yes, I know people are fed up with the Roman title run. I get it. He's past a thousand days now. It's gonna be like a thousand and seven days, thousand and six days we're on right now. I get it. I get it. But look, if you're giving me compelling storylines week after week, month after month, if you're gonna keep this bloodline thing fresh, and they've they've done that. There's a little bit of a lull at the WrestleMania, you know, a little bit of because Roman, you know, he he went away for a few weeks, and that's why it. People started just getting fed up because after he beat Cody, of course, everybody's upset because he beat Cody. I get it. I wanted Cody to win, but I wasn't mad that Roman won. I was shocked. I was very, very shocked. I was very surprised. If I was a betting man, I would have put all my bread on Cody. Thank God. You know, that's not legal. (laughs) Thank God. But, you know, I'm not mad that Roman won because now we're getting... And, of course, you know, we can still have this storyline without the championships. 
But I feel like just the thought of maybe Jay or Jimmy winning the Universal Championship, the Undisputed Universal title, maybe Solo Sokoa deep into the future, maybe Solo Sokoa, maybe, just oh. maybe, Yo, what, him not only up. beating what's, his what's, cousin, though. What's that mean? What's that mean when the boy pulled out his card? He just said, take it. What did what Fry say? <laughs> Shut up and take my money. You yes, are going to be printing money. That's why I was like, I'm not mad that he, he retained the title because they're keeping the storyline fresh and they're giving us compelling stories. And now you've got your whole summer set up. You've got money in the bank. You've got your match for money in the bank. And you've got a match for SummerSlam. Now beyond, you know, you then you're going to have to get creative again. But for at least for until the end of, end of, you know, this whole summer run, SummerSlam, I would say the end of August, but it's not in the end of August anymore. It's like the beginning of August now. It's, it's weird how they... August, August 5th is SummerSlam. Yeah, it's, 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 the schedule is kind of weird now. But regardless... They have the next two months set. So, hey, I'm just going to let Triple H, I'm just going to sit back and let him cook. Just cook. Let him cook. And also, stir that pot. just before we started recording, um, I, I saw something on Twitter, Sean Ross Sapp from um, Fightful.com, saying that there might be some news coming out about Roman's uh, championship belt. So they may be combining the two titles into one. So I'm just saying, if they do that, I would love. We got the, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship back. It's not big gold, but it kind of looks like big gold. I know everybody loves, you know, the Winged Eagle. So do I. I always think of Shawn Michaels and his 96 run, Bret Hart, you know, and Steve Austin when he first won it. Everybody loves the Big Eagle, you know, in the Attitude Era. I would love to see that, that Undisputed Championship come back. It's, it's literally called the Undisputed Universal Championship. You might as well bring back the Undisputed title design in 2002 and, and 2005. I would love to see that personally. With a white strap? Come on. That'd be kind of clean. Yeah. That'd be kind of clean. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. The Undisputed title with the white strap to Roman Reigns? That'd be kind of cool. I'm just no, saying. I mean, I mean, as far as that report goes, at this point, I'll believe it when I see it. That, 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 let's, I'm going to just put that out there right now. But Sean Rossap is pretty credible. I guess, but I believe it when I see it. But I just got to say, just because you were talking about just this whole bloodline storyline, I just have to give that entire family his flowers because yes, again, it's been such beautiful beautiful work over the past three years, ever since Roman Reigns came back at Payback and won the title of SummerSlam during the pandemic era, during that Thunderdome era, mm-hmm. which, looking back on it, I miss it, but I appreciated it. Yeah. I'll say that. It just, and it, like you said, just looking at all the layers that, that have been added, how it was going so good for like such, for about a good year, then they bring, then Solo comes on board now. And now they now they're more dominant. Now Sammy's on board now. Now they're more dominant. Then Sammy goes rogue, finds out what Roman Reigns really doing. Now Jimmy's going rogue. Like it's just been so fun to watch it. And this is honestly one of the best storylines we've seen in the WWE for quite some time. Honestly, for quite it's some time. It's the best in the modern era. Like post attitude era, this it's gotta be the best. 
Like, it, it was Daniel Bryan and his whole thing with the authority, but this has surpassed that. This yeah. has been going on for three oh, years. Oh, no. Oh. oh. Okay. That okay. was a great story that, that, past that years ago. That, that, that lasted about a good, you know, since, what, SummerSlam of 2013, yeah. WrestleMania Almost. 30. That's yeah. about a good eight months. That was a good story. But this, this is a three-year story. Oh. Not even yeah. like the yeah. Mega Powers, bro. The Mega Power story with Hogan and, and Savage, that was a year-long story. For about a year yes, plus. Yes, this was. is going on three years now. All right, Roman's first challenger was Jay. And he beat him into submission, not once, but twice. And then it's, it's been, you know, just going on from there. Of course, course they haven't. The, the family hasn't been fighting amongst each other for three years. But the whole just bloodline faction and this whole title reign, this whole, the, t- the title reign itself is the story. The Thousand mm-hmm. Days, it is the story. And the biggest part of that, outside of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, has been the Usos. And now you got Solo involved. I would love to see Rikishi get involved somehow at some point. I don't know how. <laughs> Maybe he tries to play. <laughs> you laugh, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Maybe he like tries to play peacemaker, and you know, just Roman just snaps, beats the hell out of him. Maybe that's how Solo turns on Roman. You know, I don't know, but you try to bring the elders of the NOI family into it. You try to bring why not? Ooh. I feel like if the Wild Samoans, they're they're kind of too old now. You know, yeah, they oh, yeah, they can't travel. Cool. But if they could, if they were in shape to travel, you know, I would love to see them get involved too, you know? Like, if Rosie was still with us, I would love to see him get involved somehow. Umaga, if he was still with us, I would R. love R. to see R. him R. get involved. R.I.P. Rosie, R.I.P. Umaga. Absolutely. Ooh. Yokozuna, he's been gone for a while. Like, if, of course, The Rock, but, you know, this guy is just tied up in Hollywood, you know, Black Adam, you know, that <laughs> flop. So he's trying to get back to the whole Fast and Furious thing because he ain't. You know, Dwayne, he's like, I ain't trying to get back in the WWE at the Black Adam flop. That's a bad look. So I'm trying to stay in Hollywood and, you know, whatever. That's a whole other situation. I, I, I do agree that it would be fun to add more of their families. Yeah, their like, but and I know there, there's other members of the NOI family out there, too, mm-hmm. in the wrestling business. So it's... Let's see. So I've, I've seen this debate a couple of times on Twitter. I just want to ask yeah. you personally, do you think the debate is over? Do you think the NOI family is the, is the greatest wrestling family? Oh, it, it's not even And I, it, it doesn't sound fair to say it's not close because we, we do have the Hart family and we do have the Rhodes yep. family out there, but it's not close. If you look at the Hart family, it's like you think of Brett and Owen and you think of Stewie and Dungeon and you think of you know Natalia and you know, Tyson and, and Davy Boy, but the Anawaii family, they've been they've been going strong for like forty some years now, plus fifty years. Like The Rock, he already submitted his legacy and now Roman's doing the same. Rikishi, Umaga, Yokozuna, the Usos, possibly the greatest tag team in WWE history. Solo Sokoa now and his thing, you know, Rosie and Umaga were kind of supporting characters, but they, you know, they still have their own legacies, like, and then if you want to count Tamina and Naomi, if you want to count yep. them, like, they're they're part of the family. They're the family. They're and and Naya and and now um The Rock's daughter, she's doing her thing in NXT now. Like, so the, 
Like they, it's like it's past, yes. present, and future. The Hart family, like the Hart family, is kind of like once Natalia retires, it's kind of like all right, well that's it, unless some of their kids, grandkids, maybe get involved. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. The Anna White family is still going strong right now, and they still have a future ahead. So it's like it's kind of far and away. Ain't I got quick question? Ain't Ava Rayner the first fourth generation superstar in the WWE? The first what generation? Fourth generation, because The Rock Four. was the third generation superstar. Yes, High Chief, and then Soul Man Rocky, and him now his daughter. I think. Cause I know Randy. Randy's a third. Yep. Uh, Cody's. Cody's. Uh, I think Cody's, Cody's only a second. Cody's a second. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know his he grandfather might... was only a plumber, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, son that's of a true. son. son, of, son a of a son. Um. And then you have Curtis Axel. I think he was a third generation. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. And then Bray Wyatt. And um, Bo Dallas, I know their right. their dad was in it, and their their grandfather, so they're third. But I think she's the first, fourth, yeah. So I mean, good oh, on yeah, her. And go she's to, a yeah, one. yeah, they yeah they they go to never. Yeah, you said four That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, like I'm, I'm naming all the families. It's, it's like they got it, bro. The Samoans got it, yeah, bro. Samoan dynasty that, that, got it. dynasty, they got it. And I know but, um, I know we're getting ready to change the subjects, but just before yeah. we do, I I I just I just I just want to throw a flower out there for Solo because I appreciate yes. the fact that when he first started the Samoa Spike, he did it on in tribute of his uncle Umaga. I think that was the it was I know it was on the day he passed that he brought it back out, like the anniversary yeah. of his passing, they brought it back out. It's I appreciate the fact that I know I appreciate it. And just and look at him, he looks like a version of Umaga. Like, also yes. doesn't have, he doesn't say, like, the same thing Umaga says. He's not as wild as he was. But he's yeah, just you know that, unpredictable. That and he's just a, as vicious. That was a tad bit stereotypical hot eight. They had that man coming out there. He's a tad bit, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of like the I, dumb, small one, you know, monster. That, that wasn't cool. But Umaga, like, I was legitimately scared of that man as a 10-year-old, 07, watching Monday Night Raw. Like, Bro, like they had me. So solo oh. kind of seeing that, yeah. you know, a character kind of be reincarnated through solo and doing it even better now. Like imagine if he like turns face and he kind of like paints half his face like Umaga. Doesn't do the whole face because that'll be a little. You okay. Know, but if he does like yeah, half yeah, the face you. like the Usos, like just think of all the layers, mm-hmm. bro. Think of it, bro. That would be yeah. crazy. Like the black face paint, that would look tough. He yeah. would be he would be yeah. so over if he did that, but even on his own, he's still over. But um, that that's the Anawai family, bro. They dominate in the sport right now. They have been for generations. But um, let's move on because we, we went about a half hour in that, rightfully so. But um, let's move on. To, uh, they deserve they deserve all the they do. deserves all the talk. They absolutely do. For forever, we the ones. Forever, even when it ends, forever we the ones. And this thing might go a whole nother year too, so we'll see, man. There's so there's so I'm much they can do with this with it. this title reign. But let's move on. Let's let's move in. Let's jump companies real quick. Let's go down south to Jacksonville and let's talk some some AEW and you know the big news. Of course, they had their you know pay per view on Sunday, double or nothing. But that's already been overshadowed and 
we can talk a, a little bit about the pay-per-view itself. It, it, it didn't really do it for me until the last two matches. You know how I felt. We, we talked about it in the group chat. It didn't really do much for me, but it already got overshadowed because on Dynamite this past Wednesday, AEW president Tony Khan announces that, when is it? June, is it June this 17th? June 17th, June yes. June 17th. AEW will be premiering their new show, their B show, their SmackDown, per se, AEW Collision on TBS. And the feature star, the feature, you know, talent for that show, making his return, CM Punk, he's back. Get ready to learn the words of cult of personality because it's going to be back on your television screen very soon. Now, when Tony made that announcement, it was pre-recorded. The audience, it, it, was, it was a mixed reaction, and rightfully so. CM Punk is going to forever have his fans. Once he made that, once he cut that promo in Vegas, he had, like, for life, he had his fan base. And there's a lot of people who jumped off that bandwagon. There's a lot of people who stayed on that bandwagon through the whole, you know, the rest of that WWE run, that long hiatus where he was basically retired. He came back. It was like one of the greatest returns in wrestling history. That pop in Chicago was just amazing two years ago. And then it just all went to hell. It just like, what happened? Like, I don't, like... They've ruined such a good thing, and now they're going to try to recapture that glory. Yes, we all know about the brawl-out situation where CM Punk with a mouthful of muffins just went off on all of AEW's, you know, EVPs, just tearing down the company that he's supposed to come in and, and build up. He's tearing it down. He just won the world championship. He's got, like, a broken foot, just won the world title, and he's... Muffins in his mouth, tearing down the company. Of course, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, they didn't take kindly to that. There was a whole brawl backstage after, you know, All Out last year. And then CM Punk was not officially fired, but he kind of took a hiatus from the company. And now he's back. It's been about a year. I don't know how this is going to go in the locker room. It's probably going to be divided, like the fan base is. <laughs> what say you? Are you excited to see CM Punk back on television, first of all? Uh, oh, yes, because I'm a fan of CM Punk. I've, I've been a fan of – now, I don't know – now, I did not – I have not followed CM Punk his whole career. Um, obviously, I didn't get – really, I'm really still not involved in the Ring of Honor as much as – and as for real, for real, like I know he was at Ring of Honor. I know he was the champion there yeah, for I got, a long time. I got to do my but homework, I, yeah, but I but I followed CM Punk since he was in ECW the first time. I think about the first time was I found was when CM Punk, um, quote unquote, joined the new breed with Elijah Burke, Marcus Corbin, probably names that fans probably don't even remember against the ECW the real originals. The real ones remember. Uh, the real ones remember that storyline. So. Shout out Elijah Burke, you're my boy. Shout out Elijah Burke. Oh, yeah. Burke. That's, Hope that's he's doing boy. good these days. Last time I heard, he was um, he was part, a, a part of the announcing for Impact. I don't know if he's still doing that, but I know he was on that for a while. I know he was wrestling in Impact. But, I didn't know he was on the announce team. Yeah, he was. So, um, I'm, I'm a fan of CM Punk. So, obviously, as a wrestling fan, 
I'm very excited to see him back. But just kind of when you grow older, you kind of look at the wrestling world with a different with a different perspective because you know more now. Like during the time that we were growing up, like social media, I mean social media was evolving, but it wasn't really a big thing at first. So just now just hearing about the stuff that goes on behind outside the wrestling ring is kind of I guess the what I'm looking for is just interesting to see. Um the reaction, because I, I I was watching AW Live, so the reaction was a bit surprising. Now I I know that see, now I know that CM Punk isn't a fan favorite, and definitely he rubbed some people the wrong way during that interview at uh, during the interview or the press conference during last year. But can I first just before I get to you, can we just say how crazy of a year 2022 was in the oh world God. of wrestling? Can we just can Take we just talk about how story. insane? Can we talk about Take how your insane tank. that was? But MJF walked, basically walked to cut the one of the greatest promos I've ever heard, and walked at AEW. Then that wasn't like even like top later, five Sasha, of the craziest things. Right. Then a month later, I'm not. She's not Sasha Banks anymore. Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet and Trinity walked down on WWE. Bro, it was that. Nothing trumps events. As crazy as that year was, no. even brawl out, nope. nothing trumps Vince stepping down. Like that was no, unprecedented, no. man. Bro, the year two thousand twenty-two. Of course, he's back, like, but... yeah, we, 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 we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that another day. But yeah. that, just that year as a whole, that's literally that is something that will get talked about for generations to come. Just how crazy of a year that that was. And like you said, the incident at the incident at All Out with CM Punk. That was crazy. Well, yeah, we can't now, forget an AEW EVP coming back to WWE at WrestleMania. Can't forget that. Let's, <laughs> let's not forget that. And then him tearing his freaking peck and wrestling inside a yep. hell of a cell. What a... Yep. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Just what a crazy year. So, anyway. um, I, Again, as a wrestling fan, I'm very excited to see CM Punk back because I've always been a fan of his for, since the CCW days. Now... You're right. It's going to be, this is going to be a very interesting couple of months for AEW. Actually, I would say a couple of months. It's going to be a very interesting rest of the year for AEW. Because obviously, one of the biggest storylines that's going to continue to progress the closer we get to the new year is MJF's contract situation. How's that going to work? And, and I know I'm going to talk about bit, just a quick glimpse of it, but like you said, it really wasn't that good of a show. Like, Literally, the MJF as of right now mm. is literally kind of carrying that company. Now, I'm not saying that people in that company are doing a good job when it comes to the wrestling perspective, but but I mean, professional wrestling, even though it's about wrestling, it's also more than that. Like, it's also about personas, characters. We like to see that as well. And honestly, everybody kind of feels bland outside of MJF. He's the only one that kind of separates himself. Now, obviously, you got your workhorses like Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy. Adam Cole's, Chris Jericho's, what's goes on, and they do a decent, and they do a good job. Chris I mean, Jericho. I mean, <laughs> okay, Chris, listen, Chris Jericho signed a five. Chris Jericho signed a five-year extension. He ain't going nowhere for a minute. He gonna wrestle till that. I, I, I know, but I mean, ew, that was rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we we but we all know that the bread and butter AEW right now is MJF. And just adding this and adding CM Punk to the mix now, already knowing what happened during that press conference, 
his relationship with the Young Bucks, with life's not the Young Bucks, just with the elite as a whole, with Chris Jericho, because remember, Chris Jericho called him a cancer in the locker room. It's going to yeah. be interesting just to see how all this plays out. Now, I feel like the reason they started Collision was so that CM Punk could kind of ease the way back into the company without having to go on Dynamite or Rampage, having to see Chris Jericho every day. Because I don't think Chris Jericho is really going to be a part of Collision as much. Because he already does enough being a guest ring announcer on Rampage when he does, and then wrestling damn near every week for eight during um, Dynamite. So I think this is what he having to, I guess, face the people that he kind of pissed off. It's going to be very interesting, but the first storyline, I feel like, had to be CM Punk against Hangman Adam Page. Because remember, that's how most of this started. That's how, I mean, now I know Hangman, I know Hangman is, going, is in a feud with the Blackpool Combat Club right now, but you can find a way to stretch that story out. Because mind you, at the same time, Kenny Omega is now going to start a feud with Don Callis. The Young Bucks, prop, the Young Bucks, you got the Young Bucks doing something while they are trying to fight the um, Blackpool Combat Club by themselves, or you can have them doing something else because they're trying to add layers to the story. I feel like CM Punk versus Hangman is a good layer to add because of the fallout that they had from their World Heavyweight title match to what CM Punk said before he called out John Moxley, which was also insane. And then, of course, the press conference. When again, he talked about Hangman Adam Page. I feel like that should be that would be a great rivalry. He said he couldn't even run a Target, let alone a, a wrestling company. I think he was talking about all the EVPs, but yeah, he was. He said it's, they it's couldn't open. run a effing Target. Bro, so it, it's going to be interesting. Like I, part of me is kind of excited. I know based off of what I said last week, I, I said I'm, I'm not going to like tune to AEW as much. But I'm, I'm, they have my interest. They piqued my interest with this just because I want to see where this goes. Now, obviously, if they do it like they did with CM Punk's first run, how it kind of stopped after his big return, because again, I mean, I'm not mad at the fuse he had. Like, first of all, him and MJ, CM Punk and MJF was a fantastic rivalry, beautiful. The that that was great. So I'm not even talking about that. But I'm talking about like his feud with Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page. Um, who else did he feud with? Uh, John Moxley was iffy. I, I, I mean, this is kind of like a new slate. I want them to look at it as like a clean slate for CM Punk. Bring him in the right way. And yes, it might take time for him to get over again. Because again, that press conference pushed, pushed, pushed a lot of people the wrong way. And it made him feel some type of way. So find ways just to get him over. Even if he comes back as a heel. I'm not mad at that. Get him over as a heel. That's still cool. He knows how to be a heel. I was I, I did see something on Twitter that said that that it'd be nice to see CM Punk come back as a heel, but also bring back his old theme song, this Fireburns. And part of me says yes, but then again, I think they're the East Coast rights. They yeah. do. I think so. Uh, so maybe they'll gonna, probably bring just, back like his, his ROH theme song. Maybe they could. But I was gonna say though, I love his theme song. Cause I Col- love that. I love it. Yes, I look. I love Cult of Personality, personality and it's probably my favorite song of all time by Living Color, and it's a black band, mm-hmm. so it's like I just love it yes. ten times over for that. But this fire burns yes. is so underrated. That was such a great theme song for him, and Even I keep like every time every time I hear it, I just think of Money in the Bank 2011. Days. Ah, his ah, fire burns always. Man, 
That's all. Him walking out with the WWE Championship. Chicago going crazy. Like, my love for CM Punk goes all the way back to 08 when he cashed in Money Bank on Edge. Money Night Raw. Mm, Yeah. Like, when he, like, of course that world title reign went nowhere, but just that moment, just seeing him cash in Money in the Bank on Edge. Because, you know, we thought Edge was a great heel, so we all hated him. Just seeing him, you know, win that championship on Raw out of nowhere, thanks to Batista. You know, that that was a great moment. Yes, it was. Of course, the title ring didn't go anywhere, but it was a great moment. And they doubled down, and they had him repeat Money in the Bank next year. And then, of course, he did it as a heel, and he cashed in on Jeff Hardy, and then we all hated that. But, you know, it was clear from day one. And you can even go back further than that to Survivor Series in, um, I believe, 06. Yeah, with him, the Hardys, and DX. I think that was in Philadelphia, too. You had DX and the Hardys on his team. And who was the most over person in the building that night? CM Punk. CM Punk. Punk. The Hardys and DX. And CM Punk yes. was the most over guy in that match. So yes, he was. you can go far back to your love with CM Punk, with my love to CM Punk. And of course, you know, the pipe bomb promo in 2011 on John Cena. I still like just go back from time to time just to watch that. It's just, come so on. Like, you have to. It's just, it's the, I don't want to say greatest promo of all time, but it's top three. Easily top Ooh. three. Listen, all, for, only for the staff right now, it's the best promo I've ever heard, personally. MJS promo last year is a close second, but come on now. I, yeah. That's the first I, time I, I've ever seen anybody do that, that. That's the first time I've ever seen anybody do something like that. And then the stuff he was saying, just, it was... Unprecedented. Breaking key feet, so especially in a PG I'm, era. Yes! I'm so, I'm so mad they ruined the summer of punk. Because that was so, it was they so could, great. That could have been... See? That's, that's Vince McMahon not letting stuff breathe. Imagine if he was still on full creative control right now. Like, this bloodline storyline would have been ruined by now. Yes, you know, he doesn't let it breathe. He just wants the big, you know, just rating spike for that week and then just like, all right, what's next? Like, they, they, if they had let yeah. CM Punk really walk away with the title and go defend it in Japan, go defend it at Ring of Honor, maybe not Impact, but like, just go defend it and just be away. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the World Heavyweight Championship. Utilize the World Heavyweight Championship. Get that belt over. Make it not seem like a mm-hmm. secondary title. And then whoever's a champion there, you know, let them kind of, you know, be your your guy on Raw and SmackDown. Let CM Punk like let that breathe, man. Like, yeah. Ah, wasted opportunity. Hey, we're not we're not gonna talk about that. But I know. And then when he does come about. back, they have freaking Kevin Nash of all people, boss on the championship. Like this, whatever, not, man. Bro, bro, bro. But bro, again, another story. I don't want I don't, I don't want to think about that. I, 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 I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts in the return because again, you sound like me. You sound like a big CM Punk man. <laughs> For a decade plus, so how you feel about him coming back? How you feel about the man coming back? Look, I do miss hearing cult of personality every week. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because it's like, yes, there's there's a lot you can do now with him being back. First of all, there's a because he's got basically beef with just about the whole locker room, especially with the elite and Hangman Page. There's going to be beef with Kenny. There's going to be beef with the Young Bucks. So it's like, there's a lot you can do. And the promos are going to be elite. Okay? The promos are going to be elite. We know that. No pun intended, by the way. Promos are going to be phenomenal. 
the back and forth, like, because, you know, like, you got that real-life heat, so you can kind of, like, you know, mix it in with your kayfabe. My only thing is, is him in the ring. Is is he going to hold up? Are the, Is his feet going to hold up? Because, you know, he broke his foot. That's my only concern. It's him in the actual ring. And, of course, even when he's healthy, is like, he hasn't, like, the matches just aren't hitting for me. So it was like, I'm excited for the promos. I'm excited for the storytelling. But once we get to the pay-per-views, once we get to the actual end rematches, you got to blow it off. All this heat, all this beef, you got to blow it off in the ring. It's wrestling. All right? Everything, it starts and ends in the ring. So it was like, that's my concern. I hope he's been training. I hope he's been taking care of himself. He's getting up there in age. And even when he was in his prime, no offense, he wasn't, you know, the best guy in between the ropes. He had his matches. He, like, I can, off the top of my head, see him, like, John Cena, Money in the Bank, 2011, Undertaker, WrestleMania, yep. just off mm-hmm. the top of the head. He has great matches. I lost a lot of weight, man. But that was, that was, that was oh, you know, a decade ago. And he's been away for a long time before he got back to AEW. He's been away for, what, seven years. You know, he had his little stint in the UFC, didn't go so well. Like, so I just need him to take care of his body. Don't, don't stage dive into the crowd anymore. Just, just <laughs> and, and leave the lariats alone. Like, this, this springboard lariat, like, whatever, like, it's like he's like, what's it called? I know what you're like, talking about. You know what I'm like. Think of it though. Yeah, like just like the move set. He don't do like, he, he don't do a spring. So you think he should stop trying to jump? It's not. It's not, the, it's not a springboard, Larry. It's a um. It's like he's springing. He like he jumps into the ring. He flips into the ring and hits the clothesline. I got you. Doesn't look. It doesn't look too clean. I'm sorry. Like that's my only concern. It's the ending stuff. But the storylines okay. are there. Tony Khan, it shouldn't be too hard for him to book this. It's right. It better not be. It better not be. And another another concern of mine is that he's going to get catapulted right back into the title picture as well. He doesn't need the championship. Mm-hmm. He does not need the championship. He's not going to win it, but he doesn't need to be in a title match either with MJF. Because I, I know they're tempted to do it. Wembley Stadium, all in. I know they're tempted. I know they're tempted. Not yet. Let it cook. Let it cook first. Let it cook. If you want to give him a title match down the line, do it like at the end of the year. Don't rush him. Don't rush him into a championship yeah. match. I don't want to see it. Because you know he's That's not going to win. Though. I know he's not going, but that, I, not just thinking about it and thinking about the last storyline between CM Punk and GF. How do you, well, the how do you top match? That? Yeah, the dog collar match. Like, how do you... Like, like the build up to the match, the match itself. Like, how are you going to top that if you if you think about the plan for the Because the promos were spectacular. Every last oh one of goodness. them, they all were personal. MGF got there so was so personal. much personal, so personal. Like, like the, how, the how picture they had together, that? the autograph signing. Like, you can't top that. Like, like you can add the new wrinkle of you know CM Punk losing the locker room. And, you know, MJF, now he's a guy, he's a champion. Like, I'm the guy now. Like, we don't need you anymore. But other guys are going to cut those promos already. So it's like, 
I don't know. I feel like he's just he's not going to be able to help him. He can't. Tony can't help himself. He's going to throw CM Punk into a world title match sooner or later. I just don't know how you top it. Yeah, that's 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 the question Tony got answered. But Tony, you are Tony Khan. I hope you hear this episode. You are sitting on money. Yeah. Please don't mess it up. Please don't. Because if you do, and I want you to listen to me. If you do, MJF ain't coming back. He gonna go bye bye. You don't want that. You you saw the you saw the uh the media scrum at the double or nothing yes, how he's yeah <laughs> Tony's yes, face was priceless. He, he know, he he's like he's bro, can you and chill? <laughs> like, bro, he bro as the clock winds down to the new year, he is going to get more and more nervous. He is going to. I think Tony I has like PTSD in these media scrums because it's like <laughs> it doesn't matter who he's sitting next to, they're just saying the wrong things. Like he's just. That man is never at peace in the media scrum. Oh I mean, my goodness. I, 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 th- I think it's because Tony, to a certain extent, gives him too much freedom. Now, he does. Just me personally, I don't think it's a bad thing, but you gotta, you gotta know when to, when to set boundaries. And it seems like AEW, especially when it comes to those media scrums after the pay per views, they're oh really on a lot of boundaries. They can literally go up there and say whatever they want to say. Like, you know, WWE is like it's uniformed. Like it's just like I don't want to say hey. scripted, but it, it feels like their their media scrums or their you know press conferences are pretty scripted. At least from you know the the talent side of things, the, the mm-hmm. questions are you know. Well, I can't say scripted because the journalists are asking legitimate questions, and but they're giving political answers as you would expect. You know, and of course it's PG and cursing. On it, but AEW, they just fly off the sh- like. They're, it's like they're trying to be like UFC. Like you gotta like bring some type of professionalism into this. Like these are real. Again, I don't want to say real journalists because you know it's, it's a lot of wrestling bloggers. No offense, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and claim to be a wrestling journalist. I'm studying journalism in school, but you know I don't have my degree, so I'm not gonna call myself a journalist. So it's like. I don't know. You gotta have some some sort of professionalism, but MJF is such—he's just like a walking soundbite. So it's just—it's fun to hear him go off. Yes, it's it like, is. Man, you gotta you gotta rein it in a little bit, man. Jeez. <laughs> like, also, yeah. also shout out to just Collision as a show in general because this roster needs to be broken up. Yes. There's way yes. too many, but like. Well over a hundred talent, men and women combined, on this uh, on this AEW roster. So just to like maybe break this in half. Also, all the championships they have, like yeah. you know WWE, they have a lot of titles, but they have two shows on on cable every week. Raw and SmackDown. You can break your championships and your roster in half. There's only one world title, so maybe you know you take the TN, TNT belt. Even though they're not on TNT anymore, but you take that TNT belt and you make that like the premier belt on Collision, or you take the TBS title and make that the premier title. Oh my God, that just reminded me. Oh my girl, uh, my girl Jade. Oh no, Jade and Bianca in the same weekend, bro. Oh, no, in the it's... same weekend. How could we forget? Oh my God, baby. She lost the championship. I, I want. I just. 
I want I I just want I just want to state this for the record. I just want to state this. I'm not so I'm not so much mad that they lost the titles. It's the I'm way mad. we did. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not mad. I'm pissed off at how it happened because we talked about want, this. Well, for Bianca, that was kind of creative how they did that with Oscar. I mean, yes, I just think, I just don't think Saudi Arabia Night of Champions was the place to do it. But I, I think the finish itself was creative. Wrong place. Okay. But with Jade, because uh uh-uh. uh, I hated that. I hated that. That was Hogan at WrestleMania nine. Of course, it was Some... in Las Vegas too. Funny enough, huh. Las Vegas. But uh uh-uh. uh, that was terrible. I hated that. that. That was that was something. I I couldn't believe that. Just... Like Chris Statlander is supposed to be a babyface, and she comes in and and beats the heel after she was already in the match. Like I don't know. Definitely. It, it... If they wanted to have Stanley to take the title off of Jade, which I would not have been mad at. Exactly. And she's the right person to do it. It's just the way they did it. Exactly. Now, now it's like, now at this point, I feel like Stanley, Jade has to get pushed up to the main event status. She needs to start competing against like like the outcast, Britt Baker, start competing for the AEW women's title. But has to. Again, just like with WWE. They don't really like doing heel versus heel title matches. And Jade is a and Jade's a bona fide heel. She she is. She's a great heel. I don't I mean now, yeah, she's very popular, but I don't know if they I don't know if it's time to make her turn face because I don't know if it's time for that yet. Which sucks because now it's like, what do you have planned for her? What is she supposed to do? Because obviously you know she's a tremendous talent. Is she gonna take time off to work on her other business? Because I know she, she's owner of a I believe she's owner of a softball league now. I believe it was a softball league. Premier Brandon Pitch Phillips Pro, is her husband. Like it it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so now what's, I just curious on what's the plan for her now that the title's going to her. Where does it go from? Because obviously, I do have now, a, a kinda, bit of a theory about the get, women's world championship, though. I, I think Jamie Hader, I think Jamie Hader takes it right back at Wembley. So, why take it off of her then? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's a baby face and he's building sympathy for like a big title this, win in the stadium. And I, because it's like Jade, a, if she, if Jade is to win the world title, it's got to be on a baby face because she's just a natural heel. She gets chairs from time to time, but she's a natural heel. Heel. So it was like you can't have her beat Tony Storm. You now, like that, that match wouldn't work. But if she took it from a Jamie Hater, that would make sense. And Jamie, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the booking decisions I, from Sunday night. Both I, women's titles changed I, in just weird yes. fashion. Like both, and and the the women's world title match wasn't that good. I don't know. Jamie Hader's hurt. She's like taking like a month or two off. Maybe like that's like a way to write her off. Maybe give Tony a little bit of a rub. You know, in the meantime, and then she gets the big triumphant babyface win at Wembley. I don't know, but just speaking about this title, this is just a great segue in just talking about just overall the weekend as a whole. Because obviously, yes. I know you talked yeah. about at the beginning of the show, we had three pay-per-views this weekend. And yes, I'm calling WWE events pay-per-views. I'm not calling them premium live events. Yeah, we don't do that here. We don't we do had, that here. Yeah, yeah. We had three pay-per-views this weekend. And each one of them, in their own right, were mid. Just completely mid. For one reason or another. And... Like every show also, before you before like, you continue, not to cut you off, but AEW, 
don't go back to Vegas for double or nothing. I understand the whole concept, double or nothing. It was like gambling, Vegas. Don't go back there. That crowd doesn't deserve <laughs> that. That crowd was the card wasn't good. Mid. But the crowd didn't help. They just like they were even for the matches that were good at the end of the show, it was like they were kind of dead, man. Like Yeah, they uh-uh. they, just, they they weren't they weren't into it at all. Vegas is like enough- Oh man, great I'm, city! I haven't, I haven't been. I'm sure it's a, it'll be a great city to visit this fall. I plan to go there, you know, later this year, you know. But and uh-uh. <laughs> you got to take that somewhere else. I know they're in Chicago a ton, so maybe like branch out somewhere else. I don't know. They got they, they, AW definitely has to work on expanding more to other places outside of just the generic big titties. Because they, they are prone to doing that. And, I mean, obviously, you got to pass, I'll say, the first year, first year and a half. Because you were right. dealing with COVID, so you had to stay in Florida for most of the time. And then when you finally, and then when the restrictions finally got lifted a little bit, you started to travel some. But, like, you got to travel more. You got to go to those other less-known places that want to see. You got, Like a Hershey PA. Like, they want to see wrestling. Like go to right, go there like for that. a dynamite or for a collision. Right, go go to. The they come here. They come here for cool. dynamite every year, sometimes exactly. twice a year. But mm-hmm. we haven't gotten a pay per view yet. Where's that AEW pay per view at? You know, bring bring double or nothing here. You can we, keep the name because who, who really cares? Like, I'm. You're right. I'm just saying. WrestleMania is coming to Philly next year, and Impact Wrestling had two of their biggest shows in Philadelphia before. AEW. We, what's the whole? We get a we get a WWE pay per view every year. It could be a Royal Rumble. It could be Elimination Chamber. It could be Extreme Rules. It could be Battleground. I went to Battleground. I saw that Punjabi Prison match. It was Ooh. horrible. I know. Is I paid through? money to you, see that. You went to that? Look, I just wanted to go to a paper. I've never been to a paper I, before. So it's like. You know, I, I, I understand. I, I understand. I understand. But damn. Yeah, I'm going to go to. I'm, I'm going to admit, I did pop for Kali. I popped. Look, he got a good pop, and I was just excited to see something that I wasn't expecting, bro. Even if it was the great freaking <laughs> Kali, I popped for it. I'll admit it. I paid money. I was leaving with something. All right. Hey, man, I was I, leaving I, with something. That makes sense. I, I, but, I guess that that makes sense. Yeah, but AEW, like, you gotta branch out for your pay per views. Like, I understand okay. you have history with Vegas. Like, I think the first All In show is in Vegas. I get it. But nah, the crowd the crowd wasn't doing it for me. They kind of lost that privilege. But yeah, continue, continue. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, so again, talking about how each card was mid. Just mm-hmm. purely mid. And that sucks, especially because when you look out through a wrestling calendar, it's very rare where you'll find... I mean, it's very rare where you'll find three pay-per-views in one weekend. Now, obviously... And it, now, obviously, there are times when, like AEW and WWE will compete in the same weekend, but having them, but having events on the same day, because WWE moved yes. basically moved their pay per views to Saturday, and just because they had Battleground, they planned that for Sunday. It competed with Double or Nothing, so I was excited, you know, to watch two events at the same time, and I was just, just I was just disappointed with the overall outcome of all the events. I was disappointed at all the matches, but the overall outcome was bad. But at least there are a few bright spots. I'll give mm-hmm. you mine. I saw NXT Battleground. It was the right move to make Tiffany Stratton the NXT Women's Champion. 
it was the right move. And I'm glad and I'm glad she's a champion. I think we had also had a decent match with Carmel Hayes and Braun Breaker, but in my honest opinion, the match of the night, Dijak Ilya Dragon. It's not even close. That, Ooh. That that gave me vibes. That gave me Gunther versus Seamus Clash of the Castle vibes. And I like because they were out they literally were out there trying to hurt each other. Now I was like it's not a match, it was a fight. fight. It was a fight. It was a fight. And for and all it, you it was folks, a bit emotional too. Like it was they were wearing those bumps in their face, man. Yes. Especially Ilya. Ilya was damn near crying. <laughs> see, 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 I wanna give now I don't know about the Ilya Dragon up. I know that he was an XT UK when that was a thing, but he deserves his flowers. Cause that man can put on some spectacular matches. Mind you, he had uh, prop, no, now you're arguing me. The greatest match in NXT UK history against Fort Gunther, formerly known as Walter, for the NXT for the NXT UK cha- the NXT UK Championship. That yep. was a five star match if I've ever seen one. And then their second bout when they came to the United States was also good. It wasn't as good as the first meeting, but it was still very good. But Dragonoff, he Dragon Dragonoff's a warrior, and I and I would like him to see. I would like him to get put pull up to the main roster soon to get like a mid card title run. I don't know if he. I don't Honestly, know if he really. Like, he can, yeah, he can bypass the NXT Championship and just come straight yes. up. He's ready. Yes, he's he more than ready. Like NXT and, UK was his NXT. So like, yes. and the best part, up. you know, you know, the first storyline you could put him in against Gonta. Against Gonta, he don't have to win the Intercontinental Title, but it'll be he a could. spectacular match. I get. Oh, he, he could because once once he breaks the record, once he breaks the record. In the fall, Ooh, like around Survivor Series, December. You're trying to have a deja vu moment, like you exactly. Did in the UK. You see the vision. He ended the 800 t- the 800 day NXT UK title reign. Why not? Why not just because you know Gunther's gonna get the world title. So like as a thank you, he's gonna get the world title. But you know, as he before he goes on to you know, why not establish somebody? Yes, you got to eat that L, but you're gonna win the Rumble and win the World Championship. But before, like, before you do that, give somebody the rub. And if it's not Sheamus, because Sheamus would be a great option too. If it's not Sheamus, this got to be Ilya. I'm not. I love I'm that. not mad at. I'm not mad and at that. Either match would be just four and a half stars at the minimum. Yes, I'm not mad at that. So that was Battleground. Let's go. We can go to double or nothing because I gotta get that out the way first. Do we have to? I'm. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to because those last two any... matches were great. Yeah, I'm gonna say any match before the the pillars four way match or Anarchy in the arena was complete mid, complete <laughs> mid. But that that pillars match though, I I, spe- I specifically like the part where they all shout out their mentors. I thought that was a great addition yes. to that match. I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing all I enjoyed seeing the crossroads from MJF, the Scorpion Death Drop from Darby Allen, Jungle Boy with the kill switch, and Sammy Guevara. What is Sammy? Oh, they with the cold breaker. I enjoyed that. That was such a homage to just everybody that helped them along their way to get into that yeah, main event level that they got to. That that was a great touch, and I enjoyed seeing that. So, also the quadruple submission. But even us. Yep. <laughs> No, no, that was that was definitely a great match, and I enjoyed it. And of course, the Anarchy Arena match. Now it didn't go the way I wanted to, but come on now, you you 
when you watch pro wrestling, do you mean you like see. the decision or just the match in general? Um, the match in general. I'm not mad at the decision. I'm not okay. mad at how it ended. Like, like remember we talked about this. I wasn't mad about the heel turn that happened. I wasn't mad. I, I knew Don Callis was gonna get involved some way somehow. I wasn't mad about that. But I did expect to see. I would say I, I again. I'm gonna say I did expect expect to see a little bit more gory. A little more. Because yeah. yeah, I expect because like when you look at the Blackpool Combat Club. Outside of John Moxley, nobody really got beat up that much. Nobody really bled like John Moxley. John Moxley's it, it, whole face, whole side of his face was red. Everybody else was just like it was just sweat. But then when you look at the elite, they all took their bumps. All of them took their bumps, especially especially the young bucks. Oh my God, a mouth a mouthful of. Was it Matt or Nick? I can't tell them apart. Neither can I. All I know is <laughs> they got beat up. Dog. And he's the only one who didn't who didn't get busted open. He didn't blade. But bro, I would have rather bro, give me the razor blade. Give me uh, uh bro, thumbtacks in your foot? Your bare foot? His bare foot. And then they made him eat him. And they hit him with the uppercut and he said, Oh uppercut. god. Yo, oh. that was sickening. Sickening. They earned the paychecks. Fan- they did. Young Bucks fantastic. earned the paychecks. <laughs> Oh my God! But but fantastic match. That was a great match. Yes. I enjoyed it. And I, I'm not gonna say it was the right finish, but I'm not against the finish either. Keep building that storyline up. And, and it kind of felt like a glorified squash too. They all did. got their moves in, but Blackpool Combat Club beat their ass, man. They did. And but, then the that, insult, the injury, the the, the heel turn. Yeah. But uh, Takeshina. Yep. But the thing's gonna be good, and and I mean you can still build the story up. So now, yeah, Kenny Omega is gonna feel with Don Callis, but again, the elite is still gonna feel with Blackpool Combat Club, and you've already established the Blackpool Combat Club as probably the most dominant faction in AEW right now, which is yeah. also a great thing. So you're already on the right foot. Keep the story going, and eventually, let right the foot. elite win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt or Nick, whoever. Oh, and before I go, to the, before I go to um, not the champions. That, yeah. that explosive super kick. That explosive super kick. I liked it. A lot of people, some people didn't like it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. was a nice touch. For Anarchy in the Arena, like if it's a regular Matlin, of course not. Even like a regular, just, you know, no disqualifications match, it's like, it's kind of hokey. But for Anarchy in the Arena, like you kind of have to pull out all the stops because it's Anarchy in the Arena. So that spot, it got a little, you know, a little, a damn out of me. Yeah. And that's just like Moxley, he already had in WWE had a monitor blow up in his face. If you remember that, hey, Bray Wyatt. I do now, remember and, that. Yeah. And now he got a now he got an Air Jordan blowing up in his face. It's just like Bro, he'd be taking he'd be taking some crazy bumps. He he really just insane. Take some crazy bumps. And of course he, 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 of course you, you just tap his forehead, he starts bleeding. Like, and and then just wrestle three nights later. They didn't even want to take a break. Well wrestle three nights later. Of course. Workhorse. He he is a workhorse. He that's that's why he's he the only three time AEW world champion. Like Moxley, he is Moxley. he is AEW. Like you talk about Moxley, the elite, you get your flowers too. And Cody Rose, they, they started the whole thing, but Moxley, he is AEW. Moxley, you get your flowers too. You deserve all Absolutely. the praise you get. And then we just jump to Night of Champions. As other, other than other than the main good. event, what was the best match in that card? See now that's that uh, that's tricky, cause I feel like there's only really two answers you can give, and 
I really wasn't a big fan of the Brock and Cody match, so I got to go with Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. I mean, well, I, I think it's available between Seth and AJ and Bianca and Oscar. I think those two matches were were both pretty solid matches. Outcomes, even, even though it wasn't, even though they could have done that at WrestleMania for Bianca, the outcomes were not bad. They weren't terrible. Um, there was good matches. That that Brock and Cody match, though. Honestly, I'm that not, match surprised me. Cause not the not the the result. Cause of course Brock was gonna win. He's gonna get his win back, and then they're gonna do the tiebreaker at SummerSlam. I think they're gonna skip Money in the Bank, cause Cody's gonna be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and Brock is gonna cost him. As I mentioned in the last episode, I think that's how they're gonna keep that going, and then they're gonna blow it off at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But Night of Champions, I was kind of like Cody, like he hung in that match. I thought it was gonna just be a flat, clean squash, and they didn't do that. They kind of saved him a little bit. Mm-hmm. They saved him. So it was like, yeah. I, I understand what they did there. They they had a pass out. He didn't tap because you can't have Cody Rose tap. You're going to just ruin all of his credibility. So, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I like how they did it. Like, there was only so much you can do with that match with the broken arm angle. There's only so much you can do. So it was like, I guess props to them kind of giving Brock his win back from Backlash, but also saving Cody at the same time. It was a little, like, it, it kind of got to, like, Super Cena levels a little bit. Because it's like, bro, how are you not tap? Like, you, you've been in this Kamara lock. The same move that, that broke Triple H's arm, broke Shawn Michaels' arm. He done broke all these dudes' arms. <sighs> His arm is already broken. So it was like, bro, how are you, like, just, like, suspend your disbelief for a second. Like, how is he not tapping out? Three minutes. Like, how Three is he not tapping out? minutes? Three whole minutes. Like, his arm is supposed to be broken, right? And yep. you got Brock freaking Lesnar in the Kimura lot. Bro, how are you not tapping? So, like, it kind of got a bit hokey for me. But, again, they, they did the only thing they really could was have him lose in, like, the strongest way possible. He passed out. So, I mean, yep. all right. Okay, let's, let's get this over with at SummerSlam. I don't. I don't even know what Cody does after. Like, who does he feud with next? That's a tough question. Not to like jump ahead months in advance, but who? who like Gunther maybe. Like he can't win the IC title because he's got to finish the story. He could feud with with Seth for the world title, but again, that's beneath him. Not all due respect to Seth and the World Heavyweight Championship. He's got to finish the story with Roman. So how do you get from SummerSlam to WrestleMania, or or to the Royal Rumble at least? Like, I don't know. Like he can't, you can't just have him go away for the fall again, you know, with an injury. Like you can't do that again. You already did that last year, even though he didn't do it on purpose. He was legitimately hurt. So I don't know. I don't know if they do with Cody, man. But I don't get paid to to figure that out. They do. So. Yeah, um, we got any uh closing thoughts? Because I know, you, well, first of all, what's the score right now? Because I'm on my, I'm recording on my phone, so I can't check. What's the score? Oh, oh, the score. Oh, Denver is up ninety to seventy four with seven minutes left in the fourth. Oh yeah, y'all got it. Y'all got it. This is just free night for you. Congrats, three more wins. I'm not even mad at it. It goes against my narratives all season, but I'm not even mad at it because the Sixers should have been there anyway. So, 
<laughs> I ain't mad at it. Congrats in advance. It's not over because it's only one game, but congrats in advance, man. <laughs> to your nuggets. Anyway. Um, I guess when it comes to closing thoughts, all I can say is I can't wait for SmackDown. Yes. SmackDown's going to... SmackDown's going to be Cam Miss, and we all know why it's going to be Cam Miss. Yes. Spider-Verse comes out on Friday. It's got to wait. I'm watching it on Saturday because I'm tuning in for SmackDown. I sound like such a nerd right now. I don't give a damn. Bro, bro, who cares? Well, listen, who cares? I don't give a damn. Like, I'm tuning in Friday. I'm good yep. and I'm locked in, at least for the first half hour of SmackDown. Yep. The rest of the show, I don't know. But the bloodline, because you know that's going to open the show. It's got to. It's, it's got to. WWE, open. they don't save their good stuff for the main event anymore. They open the show with it because they want those viewers, they want those eyeballs right away. So you know, mm-hmm. as soon as they come on the air at 8 o'clock, of course they're going to do the whole, you know, you know, uh, recap package of the of the pay-per-view. But it's like three, four minutes in, that first note of Roman's theme hits, I'm locked in. Yep. Oh, my goodness. He's going to be so good. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna be. Um, I can't. I, I just can't wait to see what happens. I'm excited. I'm really excited for tomorrow. Oh my goodness, man! Because again, there's just so much they can do. There's way. There's. It's a good problem to have. Like, yes. there's there's just so much they can do with this storyline. But we'll see. That's tomorrow night. We are recording this on Thursday night. So tomorrow, twenty about twenty two hours from now. Twenty twenty one and a half hours from now. Whatever. We're going to see how Roman responds to getting kicked not once, but twice squared in the jaw by his cousin Jimmy Uso. But that's then for tonight. Again, I'm Jonah Wooten with... It's your boy Chris Breezy, two-man power trip back at it again. The two-man power trip, damn right. We got to get Greg back on these episodes, maybe see him in the future too. Uh, Get them dudes involved um, and hear their whole... Cause they're all in the group chat with us. We have separate. We have a separate group chat just for wrestling, and they be in there, you know, chopping it up with us. So we got to get them here on camera, in person yes. for y'all. But for now, the two-man power trip will do. Um, great episode once again. Episode one twelve. Again, don't forget episode one eleven. Please check that out if you want to, You know, get your finals predictions. Of course, game one is in the books. But we talk about Sixers, the Sixers hiring Nick Nurse and Jalen Brown's future with the Celtics. But that's it for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, bell, hit the bell. Be notified for whenever we upload new videos. Y'all be safe out there. Y'all have a good one. Peace.